Good afternoon, church family, and welcome again to another TRC broadcast. I am your host, Bishop R.D. McLeod, and I am excited that you are here with us today. And if no one has said it to you already, I'm glad you're here. So as we continue our teaching, uh, we were last talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We do realize, as we established before, that it is one of the most underutilized ministries of the Godhead. People get saved, but yet people, they don't, um, they, they don't utilize the power of the Spirit of God. They don't utilize who he is and what he has to offer. Many people don't even really know. People struggle even with the fact of who is God. You hear people say, who is God? Well, he's the man upstairs. He's the big guy in the sky. He's the overseer. He's the ultimate ruler. But people don't really know him on a personal level. And it's the same with the spirit of God. He is so, so important to us overcoming and walking in victory in this life. So we're going to talk a little bit more. This is the second part. We probably won't spend a lot of time on the foundation, but we will brief over it a little bit for those that may not have been here. But I would encourage you, go back, listen to the first part, uh, because you will definitely need his ministry in your life. We saw him, or we established in the very beginning, that he is the spirit of truth. Now we established that that was in St. John chapter 16, uh, verse 13. He is the spirit of truth. And the Bible says he comes to lead and guide us unto all truth. And whatever he hear of the father, he'll make it known unto us. And he will show us things to come. Secondly, he was established as our eternal helper. He is our helper. He is here to help you. Live on a level of excellence that is impossible for you to live on without his assistance. He is here to assist you with everything from your marriage. He's here to assist you in raising your children. He is here to assist you in relationships. He's here to assist you in your career because you have to understand something. Even in your career, God is the greatest networker and he has plans for you to put you in a certain position around a certain amount of people, and it's not coincidence that you are around those people. It is by the will of God. Are you listening? So we're going to explore another facet of his character uh, this afternoon. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit as the comforter. Now, this is so, so important. You know, we know that the body of Christ and people in the body of Christ have so many wounds, so many pains, so many hurts. We have so many things that are happening in our lives and have happened in our lives. And we are notorious for trying to move on regardless. And I do understand that. However, some of those things that have happened to us in our lives are still affecting us. It is keeping us from moving on. So we cover it up and we try the best we can to trudge through it. <laughs> we do the best we can to try to erase it from our memory. But the Holy Spirit is here 
to dig up that seed that is still sabotaging your success, that seed that is still sabotaging your relationships. You know, a lot of people can't move on to another relationship because they are still wounded from the past relationship. And that's understandable. Nevertheless, in your own strength, you can't overcome it. You need a supernatural force, which is the Holy Spirit, to go to a deeper part of your being to remove not only the stench, but the seed that has caused this pain and caused this, this to happen to you. Some of it was back to our childhood. Some of us right now are who we are because of the things that we have uh, experienced in our childhood. And a lot of times we don't really face the fact that this is still controlling me. And, you know, Paul had a revelation of that. Paul said, pray for us, for we have wronged no man. He had an understanding that when he told us to forget those things that are behind, he knew that it was essential in, in, in moving forward, forgetting those things that are behind. So we're going to talk about him being the comforter. I want you to go to St. John chapter 14, and we will read the scripture, and then we will talk about this. Amen. St. John chapter 14. And uh, we will look at verse 26. Now, listen to this. Jesus said, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Now, this is what you need to understand. This is Jesus talking to the disciples. He's basically letting them know that my ministry, my earthly ministry uh, here is about to come to a conclusion. He said, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you without a guide, without a leader, without a comfort comforter. So he said, uh, he's going to lead and guide you unto all truth. But here, I like what he said. He said that he will teach you all things and not only that, he will bring all things to your remembrance. And this is one thing, a uh, ministry of the Holy Spirit. When he says something to you, he will, in fact, bring it back to your remembrance to remind you that you are, you are leaving the course, that you are leaving the mandate, that you are leaving your assignment. And he will come back to you and say, and say to you, Remember what I promised you. Remember what I told you. Remember what I said as far as your life is concerned. Remember Jeremiah 29, 11, where the father said, he said, I have a plan for you. And this plan, I want to give you a, a calculated end. I want to give you an expected end. The only way that you will arrive at his expected end is to follow consistently his guidance. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And yes, things happen in our lives that make us want to stray from that. We look at certain things and it looks like we are faced with insurmountable odds and we want to just walk away from what seems to be a lost cause. But he's saying, I want you to stick with this because I promised you and I'm also able to perform it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So many of you right now, if you feel that you have allowed yourself to slide from the proverbial path, if you find that you have gotten off course, all you have to do is to 
allow him. See, he's like a GPS. You ever notice that when you use your GPS and you make a wrong turn, he he doesn't send you back to the house. He will recalculate you from where you are so you can still make up the necessary time to get to your destination successfully. The Holy Spirit is the same way. You might be way out of line right now. You might be off course right now, but the Holy Spirit wants to bring you back. He wants to put you back on course uh, as it as it as it as it is, and cause you to be able to to regather your bearings. Are you listening? So, let's talk about this for a minute. Jesus was letting them know that I am about to leave. I am about to exit. I am about to conclude my earthly ministry as you know it by being here with you. He said, see, because you needed nothing else while I was with you. All you had to do was just ask. However, I'm about to do something new, but I am not going to leave you without the proper tools in order to arrive at your destination. The focal point of this promise is centered around the fact that Jesus had to leave and he was telling his disciples the fear, the grief, the uncertainty of your future, uh, the uncertainty of life without me is probably setting in right now. And so you are, I know that you're probably troubled in your spirit. He said, so what I want to do is I want to, I want to educate you on how I intend to leave you. I'm not going to leave you alone. Are you listening to that? Many times in your life, you experience situations that are less than desirable. It could be relational situations where it seems like now for the first time in your life, you are doing it alone. You're out here alone. You don't know how to navigate and you seem like you're on foreign soil. But what he's telling you is that I am here and I will show you. I will show you things to come. I will show you how to navigate. I will show you the things that are necessary for you to achieve success, even in the predicament that you may find yourself. This is why we must allow ourselves to rely on his ministry. He's more than someone that assists God with external power. He is more than someone that is God's sidekick. He is, in fact, God, another manifestation of God who is now offering his ministry in another dimension in our lives. you got to get that. He is still God, omniscient, uh, omnipotent. Are you listening? He is all-powerful, all-knowing. He is still the same almighty God, the same El Shaddai. He's operating in a different facet. You must receive this different facet if you are going to uh, uh, succeed in life. We said before initially that we see the father in creation. You go back to Genesis. Then we see the function of God, the son and the redemption of mankind. And now we see the Holy Spirit and his function is assisting the believer. The Bible says in this word, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. <coughs> Excuse me. 
I have overcome the world. Did you get that? I have overcome the world. Jesus said, in me, you overcome. Did you get that? In me, you overcome. Guys, we cannot afford to separate ourselves from our advantage. You got to see him as your advantage. And he is exactly that. Now, <clears throat> Jesus had to leave, but he promised them a helper. He promised them a comforter. You know, the Greek word for this word comforter is parakletos. Parakletos simply means a comforter or an advocate. You get that? It is transliterated as paraclete. Now, what does that mean? Let's break that word down and let's just see. The prefix para simply means to operate or to work alongside. Let's just use this in a natural term where you may understand it a little clearer. A paramedic. Now, a paramedic does not take the place of your physician or a doctor, but the paramedic work in conjunction with them. They basically come to a scene of a of an accident or whatever, and they do the necessary things to help sustain your life. And so they work alongside of what the doctor would do himself. Did you get that? So you have to understand. And he's also an advocate. This is a, this is a powerful word and it has such a broad uh, meaning to it. An advocate. Let's look at what the role of an advocate is. I know this might be a little lengthy, but I really want you to understand. Uh, I really want to put it out here to where you can receive the word of God and retain it. Let's see what the role of an advocate is. The role of an advocate is to offer independent support to those who feel that they are not being heard. You ever felt like that before? You prayed. You've been asking God for certain things to happen in your life. You've been believing, you've been standing on the word of God, but you feel like up until this time, I don't know what the problem is, but it just seems like that for some reason or another, I'm not being heard. You ever got into a situation with someone and it seems like that all you try to do to walk the word out, yet it seems like you are still being used or abused. It seems like you pray, but yet you are not being heard. Are you listening? And it says that... Uh, and he's also an advocate is to ensure that they are taken seriously and their rights are respected. That's an advocate. In other words, the Bible says over in Revelations, it says that we overcome Satan by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Are you listening? Because he is the accuser of the brethren. But, but we have an advocate. We have an attorney at law. We have someone who is speaking in a court higher than we can speak in. We have someone to represent us in the heavenlies that are speaking on our behalf. See, when you give up and believe that no longer am I being heard, no longer is this going to work out, you will give up. And what you do then is you put the pressure on your paraclete, 
your advocate, your comforter to try to help you when you no longer seem like you believe help is coming. Now, I want you to just listen to that. An advocate will ensure that a person has the tools to make an informed decision. Now, that is so powerful right there. The advocate will make sure that you have the tools so that you can make an informed decision. That's why the Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 5, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who give it to all men liberally and upbraid it not, and it shall be given. But let him ask in faith and nothing wavering, for he that wavered is like the waves of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. See, when you give up, the Bible says, let not that man think that he receive anything of the Lord for a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. He's saying when you come to a place where you can't be consistent in your faith, when you give up believing what he's about to do for you, then he cannot do anything for you. Are you there? And I know you take so many hits in life. It's difficult. It is to continue to believe. It's difficult to trust God. It's difficult to stay your course. But I'm telling you, it is necessary. <clears throat> so uh, it is, it's not about making the decision for the person. God won't make the decision for you. He will only tell you the decision that he has made. And then it's going to be up to you and I to follow the pattern of the word. The Bible says the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Now, to work alongside this, this is so important. Why? Because. Uh. Well, let me let me let me let me get to the other part because we talked about the the initial part, the prefix, <clears throat> para meaning to work alongside. Kledos means uh, to call. Are you listening? Or to call upon? This is so. Uh, he said, "I'll give you." Jesus was basically saying it this way: "I will give you someone to call to work alongside of me." And he will make sure that you are heard and properly represented. Now, if Jesus was talking and said that I'm going to send someone that's going to work alongside of me. Keep in mind, this is John. In the book of John, we understand. Say it with me. You remember in John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same that was in the beginning with God. And all things. Say all things. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was the life and the life was a man, light of man. The Bible says the light shined in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Now, verse 14 says, and the word was made flesh and dwell among us. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. What you got to understand is that now here's Jesus passing the baton over to the Holy Spirit in this dispensation. If you go back and look, each one, the father, the son and the Holy Spirit appears to have at least 2000 years apiece as an equal dispensation in order to come full circle. 
The Bible says a thousand years is with the Lord as a day and a day as a thousand years. If that be true, they would consume approximately six days, which would only leave one day. And if that's a thousand years, that would be the thousand year millennial reign. Are you listening? But we're not going to get too deep with that. Uh, one thing that you, you probably know by now is that I have a passion uh, uh, for eschatology. Uh, and I, I, I read and I really study it a lot because I want to be in the know. Are you listening? However, getting back to our subject here, he is saying, I'm going to send someone to work alongside of me. So if we break this down without doing any scriptural injustice, what we see is the word and we see the spirit working alongside of one another. You know, that same prefix para is kind of like parallel. They're working alongside going in the same direction. So now the spirit is there in order to bring the word to pass. That's why it is so important that you speak the word only. Yes, fears come. Yes, doubt come. Don't give life to them. St. John chapter 663. It is the spirit that will make alive the word that is being spoke. Spoken. Are you listening? So let us move right on. He is our comforter. You know, this been my experience in the body of Christ, and I know it's true, and I know it's true to those of you that are listening right now. Many of us have been hurt. Many of us have been misrepresented. We've been abused physically, sexually, and all other ways. We have also been uh, wrongly judged. We've lost a part of ourselves that we feel like that in this life we will never be able to get back. Some of us are tormented by secrets. Some of the things that have happened, some of you right now are carrying burdens of things that happened to you when you were a child. And you still have not been able to trust anyone to tell them the depth of the pain that it has cost you. And yet you are out here right now, you're living this life the best way you know how with that issue. One thing about God is God wants to go in. He wants to remove the seed of that situation. Guys, you're going to have to open up to the Holy Spirit. You can trust him. He's here to make you whole again. He's here to make you W-H-O-L-E so he can remove the H-O-L-E out of your heart, not of your spirit. He's here. I mean, no one could ever go back and take away the memory of certain things that has happened except it be a supernatural manifestation of the spirit of God. He wants to help you. <clears throat> You are dealing with things right now in your life that some of us are ashamed of. Look, it's okay. Because in your life and in your past, we did things. We did some things we felt like we had to do. We did some things that we feel like we were forced to do. We did some things that we feel like we were made to do. We did some things we didn't even know the depth of what we were doing. We did them out of ignorance. 
but yet the enemy has accused you day in and day out from that time. Listen, guys, the Holy Spirit is your comforter. He wants to wrap you up just like a comforter and dissolve all of that pain and all of those fears. He wants to go back in your past and erase the damage that was done. The event may never be erased, but he wants to erase the damage that was done. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You're going to have to give him your will. You're going to have to give him your emotion. You're going to have to expose your soul to him. He already knows. He is your comforter. You don't have to live the rest of your life offended. You don't have to live the rest of your life angry. You don't, you don't have to live the rest of your life with triggers. See what I mean by that. Certain things that you think is covered, certain things you believe that you are done with, still they respond to triggers. Certain things happen in your life, it will trigger a response. It will cause you to be bitter again. It causes you to have unforgiveness, cause you to hate. And you have to allow the spirit of God to erase the damage that was done in the event that has wounded you. You know, we hear the scripture and we're still in John. We hear the scripture. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Now, from a clergy standpoint, we use this at funerals all the time. But because we use it in funerals, it is underused in our everyday life. See, when he said, let not your heart, it means don't allow your heart to be troubled. Don't allow these things to consume you. Don't allow them, which means that you have a certain resistance and a certain power in order to keep these things from totally consuming your life. Let not your heart be, be troubled. And Jesus told the disciples, if you believe in God, believe in me. And if you believe in me, believe in him who I will send. Are you listening? I'm going to send a comforter. And what we find is that he said, I will not leave you as orphans. But what has happened is the enemy has caused some people to be orphans and some people to be bastards. What do I mean by that? An orphan is, yes, fatherless. A bastard is fatherless. But an orphan is fatherless, but not by choice. A bastard is fatherless by choice. They don't want to submit and surrender to any authority because they've been hurt. They've been damaged. And from this point on, they are they refuse to allow anyone to usurp authority over them. But they don't realize that God's order is vertical. God's order in the kingdom or listening is vertical. So Jesus said, I won't leave you as orphans. I won't leave you by yourself. I won't leave you without help, without assistance, without comfort. 
You listening to what I'm saying? What I encourage you, and like I said, we use that all the time in funerals. And yes, to some people, they may it may give them comfort. However, we need to use that a lot because in everyday life, there is people who are struggling, trying to put on a happy smile, but they're not happy. Trying to speak joyously, but there is no joy. Trying to be confident when there is fear. Trying to sound positive when they live in uncertainty. Are you listening? How many silent screams are going up right now? How many times have you said, Lord, if people are in the spirit, why don't they know that I'm hurting like I'm hurting? Why don't they know that I'm struggling like I'm struggling? Well, I can tell you something right here. And if you're one like that, one of the reasons why is that sometimes the Bible says, what things know for man except the spirit that is within him? Sometimes it's because you don't confide in anybody because the enemy has shut your confidence in people down. And so that's why people don't know. And if they did know supernaturally, you would deny it. Are you listening? See, we got to come to a healthy resolution as to why we are in the predicaments that we are in and, and, and move forward to resolve them. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And it's hard. The Bible says confess your faults one to another. It's hard to do that this day because the trust level is not there. People tend to betray trust. The Bible says in the last days, people will be truth breakers. And so it's hard to trust someone. But the Holy Ghost is there as a comforter. And you have to start with him. You can believe in him. You can trust him where you can't trust people. The main thing is, is that you get help. The main thing is, is that you overcome. Don't live the rest of your life disgruntled. Talk to the Holy Spirit and allow him to go on the inside and to begin to remove the damage. First Peter. First Peter. Chapter five. And listen to this. The Bible says in verse six, humble yourselves. How many of you heard the old folks? They said, humble. <laughs> humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. What is this saying is surrender to God's leading, surrender to God's guidance, because there is an exalting time coming. There's one plan. There's a due time for you. There's a due season for you. But don't push yourself forward, but humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Looking at this, verse 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. If you never believe that God careth for you, I can tell you now, you will never cast all your cares upon him. This is the time to be transparent. This is the time to go to him and be honest. Get in your prayer closet. That's why it's so important to be in your prayer closet because you can open it up at that time and just say, Lord, this is what's going on. This is how I feel. This is how I've been hurt. 
I want to know how to come out of this. I want to know how to stop being this person that I am. I can see the flaws. I can see the error. I want to know how do I stop being this person? I don't like this person any longer. And I want to be the person you call me to be. That's in your prayer closet. Cast your care. Cast your weights. Cast these the, the troubles on him. He can shoulder them because he does care for you. Are you listening? And the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walk it about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, not devouring whom he may. You have to qualify. You have to qualify to be devoured. So he's saying you have an adversary, but you also have a comforter. And the adversary, the Bible says, when you keep yourself in the love of God, the wicked one toucheth you not. So your adversary will not have the amount of success in your life when you stay under the umbrella of the comforter. Psalms 91, we quote it all the time, but he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow and under the umbrella and under the comfort of the almighty. That's the safest place to be. That's where you need to put your trust in the comforter because he cares for you. You have to get that. He, he did not. The Bible says he didn't appoint us unto wrath. He didn't. He appointed us unto righteousness. He appointed us unto victory. He appointed us unto resolutions in our situations. We are not to go through the through this life as damaged goods. And you, let me throw this out here too. You don't need another person to make you whole. Because if that be the case, you're going to need that person to remain whole. When you go into a relationship, you need to go into a relationship whole already. Because by you being whole and they being whole, then your relationship will remain whole. You know, you just need to stop listening to Teddy Pendergrass talking about, I'm talking about a 50-50 love. Oh, who's getting out of the 50? <laughs> we, boy, I'm telling you, we listen to stuff and man, it sounds so good and so poetic, but it's inaccurate. And don't settle for that. Are you listening? So let's close this out. Cast all your cares on him once and for all. Release them in his presence. Why? The Bible says in his presence there is fullness of joy. The Bible also says refreshing comes from the presence of the Lord. I want to encourage you, if you're out here right now and you feel broken, you feel damaged, you feel like you got things that's been covered up by life in general, but yet there are certain triggers that will bring them back to the forefront. You need an encounter with God. 
You need an encounter with his spirit to be transparent in his presence and be honest and say, Lord, I don't like being this way. I don't like being controlled by these seeds that I've covered up and they were never resolved. I don't like this because until you do that, you are a reoccurring issue that will happen over and over and over. So I want to pray for you right now because I really sense in my spirit that there are many of you that right now you have to release some things to the spirit of God. Don't go on like this. Don't allow yourself to continue in this, this broken pattern. Say to God, I'm ready to be different. I'm ready to be different. But when you say it, mean it. And yes, let me tell you something. Like any operation, it's going to hurt to release a lot of things. Many of them are spiritual infestation. You need that deliverance from the Holy Spirit. Because until you experience deliverance, all you do is apologize for being that way, but you remain that way. You need deliverance. So let us go before the Lord and say this. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I have identified through the teaching that I've lived my life in a broken state. And at my best I was still broken. Holy Spirit, I make myself transparent before you. I ask you now, come in and remove the damage that was done to me as a child. So those triggers will never allow it to resurface again. Remove the damage that was done to me in past relationships so I can have a wholesome and healthy relationship in my future. Remove the offense that I've lived with for so many years so I can have healthy relationships. I yield myself to you right now. And I realize that apart from you, this can never happen. Forgive me for covering it. I didn't know what else to do. But now I realize it is part of your ministry to remove the damage that was done in my past. Pull back the layers. Pull back the layers. I will no longer protect that seed that has been destroying me. I yield to your spirit. I yield to the glory.
No one knows but you and I. Cleanse me that I may be whole. From this point forward, I ask you for the grace and I ask you for the resolve to be consistent, to be persistent, to be resilient. I speak to the spiritual root of that seed. You will never, I mean never, ever control me again. I am free and who the son is made free is free indeed. Now, according to the word of God and according to the ministry of the Holy Spirit, I now have the advantage. Thank you, Lord, for deliverance. Thank you for freedom. In Jesus' name. Well, praise God, if you have prayed that prayer, allow God to keep doing what he's doing in your life. Don't let people start talking to you. Don't start making jokes. Let the Holy Spirit finish the deliverance. Sometimes it takes even longer, depending on how deep it is, but you know what to do. You know how to do it, to get before the Lord and be transparent and not cover things. Don't blame folks. Just say, Lord, it's me standing in the need of prayer, and I need you to help me walk this out. Well, praise God. We thank God for you that are here today. We will continue this because there are other facets of the character of the Holy Spirit in order for us to, to, to research and to learn from. So what I want you to do is, is I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, draw me nigh unto this power. Lord, draw me now to this community. Draw me now unto this ministry that is feeding my soul. And if the, as the Lord lead, continue. For those of you that have, support the ministry. Pray for us. Partner with us. And until we come back together again, Sunday, 915, if Jesus tarry, whatever you do, whatever you do it, however you do it, make sure that the Holy Ghost is involved and his ministry is full-fledged in your life. That's how you will really know that you can. Keep it real.